Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Xbox 12360. I'm your host, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Yeah, hell yeah. Feeling good. Just got a little something off my, I was going to say off my chest, but it was off something else a little bit lower than my chest. Hey, is there, is there any, like, hey, is there anything in the Me Too movement about dropping bombs on ladies? What? About, you know, farting in the ladies' presence. You should have farted Is that like a, is that no, like a, a form of harassment? Because if it is, I apologize. I mean, I've had that happen to me. If I'm eating somewhere and someone just farts next to me, that's just rude for anybody yeah. in general. Were you eating a few minutes ago? No. Okay. No, 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 no. But I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I swear to God. Anyways, oh yeah, my. but hey, hey, um, Xpoc one two three sixty on Westwood One in the Jericho Network. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Episode eighty. Got yeah. a great guest coming. Yeah, and a little bit later on, uh, uh, interview we. Uh, well, a conversation that I had with Jim Ross here in studio on Monday after uh, after day after the New Japan. What was it called? Strong Style Strong Evolved? Style Evolved. Yeah. Uh, so we had an interesting conversation with Jim. I'm really, really grateful that he took the time to actually come in and talk with us. But uh, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna let you guys hear that and watch it in a little bit. But right now, we're gonna just uh, kind of get into what everyone thought of the New Japan show. Well, three of us, no, two of us were there. Yeah, Denise and I were both there. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I wonder what it's like to watch it on Axis and hear the commentary from Jim or even watch it on New Japan World and hear the commentary from Don and Kevin Kelly if it gives it a different vibe or feel. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. I'm just, I didn't hear, I didn't hear Don and um, um, Kevin, Kelly. Kevin Kelly's commentary. I only heard Jim and, and, mm. and Josh's. And, um, I know Jim, you know, and as he talks about a little bit um, in, the, in the conversation later, I know, you know, he's, he's, a little, he's a little sensitive about, like, some of the criticisms. But I, 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 I enjoyed their commentary, you know. Um, but uh, anyways, what were, were we there, saying? Well, were there any matches that you really liked or not so much on the entire card? Yeah, and, and you know, like, I think you remember I talked a little bit uh, – about that with Jim, because we do in the conversation talk a lot about the show, mm-hmm. about the New Japan show, obviously, because it was fresh in everybody's minds. Um, uh, but what were you saying? Well, basically, sorry, well, I'm having a lot of brain farts already. Gassy Wednesday. Yeah. Honestly, so like sidetracking, I think like what I really wanted to say for me, at least personally, yeah. I think from this New Japan show for, to the last one that we yes. went in Long Beach, I personally really enjoyed the first one a lot more. I 
I think the card was more like consistent each match okay. was like bang 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 good um, that was just my personal opinion but there was a lot of really great moments that I loved about this show but I think if I had to compare and contrast both shows I love the other show but the venue was great too for this one okay now I want to ask you guys about this because you were there was there a difference in the atmosphere because it seemed like it like the atmosphere was hotter in the first show in the smaller building from Just because of how you know how the you know how the well, when you're in a venue well, like that, they had a pyramid for a roof, yeah. so yeah, all exactly. the sound was. From going what I up. understand, it was way hotter in person. That didn't translate on TV. That's what I was was led to believe from the people who I talked to because I watched on this TV. show. Yeah, this yeah, show. Because yeah, yeah. it's just you know the the last year tiny building. You know that Low sound ceilings. can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um. So it just seemed like it was crazy. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Like the crowd was. Totally. Yeah, that was hot. Everyone yeah. was but loving it. Yeah. What I noticed, though, was that because I sat by like the stage area where I could see the entrances at an angle, yeah. and I noticed that I was seeing the guys coming out, but nobody was really popping until they came out to like a certain section. So it was kind of like a delayed, mm. I guess you can say, pop for yeah. certain guys. Um, but not for all of them. Obviously, some of them, there was like right off the bat. But I did notice that. However, I thought that in general... Because from the first show, I sat, like, what, ninth row? I couldn't see yep. a lot of the matches. So mm-hmm. actually being able to see right. today. So you like the stadium the last yeah. seating yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like as the opposed stadium to everyone seating, flat. But the energy was different, yes. Yeah. I would say that, like, last year was awesome. I would say that this the high points of this show were higher than any of the high points of last year's show. Yeah. Um, because like nothing on nothing on either of last year's shows can touch Lovers versus Bucks, just in terms yeah. of like storytelling and everything. Two two thoughts about this show: way too long, and the uh, Switchblade versus Hangman sh- bad uh, placement on the not, show. That should not have gone second to last. Yeah, um, everyone was should have gone after the first match half before of the show. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they were. That's what. That's basically the argument there was that that match was put in the death it was spot. In the wrong place. It was in the yeah. wrong place. Like they I did get a that lot that of great stuff. It's the U.S. title. They introduced it last year in Long Beach. They want to make the U.S. title a big deal, and I get that. And and in that in that respect, sure, they want to showcase it as putting it on second to last. But the crowd was. They weren't going to do anything for that. And Switchblade and Hangman were out there killing each other. They were. Yeah. Yeah. They. I. I mean. It's a good match. In yeah, a vacuum, it was really great good. match. There were some. I'm not going to start nitpicking because those guys busted their ass. But there were some things they could have done sure. in the match to have, to have captured the people and kept them in the in, you know, kept them in the match. Mm-hmm. You know, the, sure. and and they didn't. But that's that's just experience stuff. And uh, and yeah, I'm not going to start nitpicking. Because we don't have time yeah. for me to start. Well, on I that. don't know if I was the only one that felt this way, and I thought the Golden Lovers Young Bucks match was great. But when I pay to see Koto Ibushi, I want to see Koto Ibushi's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Phoenix Splash. I want to see the Double Moon Salt. <laughs> I want to see the Double Four Fifty. And we didn't get any of that. I thought so. I wasn't. Yeah. Like, oh man, th- like it was a great match, yeah. but I didn't think it was as good as Liger and Osprey, especially with Ray coming in and then Ray coming back and getting his mask ripped off. And I, I Marty hitting. <laughs> Osprey with the umbrella. I was way more invested than that yeah, than yeah. I was in the main event. I really enjoyed uh, Liger and, and Osprey. It was good, really good. I, I think I think with the Lovers versus Bucks, and I talked to Kenny about this like a few days before the show. Like he believes it was way too early for this match to take place, as far as like where they're telling the story and everything. But yeah. they had such a, like the most emotional story I've seen since maybe since you know the second Michaels versus Undertaker match. Like 
the that they packed so much emotion and storytelling yeah. and personality into the story. The story took told su- the match told such an amazing story. Yeah, people were crying in the building. People were crying at home that I talked to. It was so emotional, and I think the pro- part of the problem was like since the lovers and, and hadn't been together for so long, they were trying to thread the needle of like we're main eventing a show. It's the first lovers versus Bucks match ever. We got to pull all this stuff into it as far as wrestling yeah. wise. But try to also, get everyone caught up to speed on the backstory there too. But they also felt like they had to do an in-ring physical performance to yeah. match up to what people were expecting. But what they didn't the good the good and bad thing is the story they were telling was so good yeah. they didn't have to do as much as they did. But then you get people like you who are like they should have done more in the ring. Mm-hmm. So like I mean I, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Oh, and this was a weekend of wrestling right. PWG on Friday. Sure. So. There was a lot of wrestling going on. Yeah, there was actually this tweet that Matt Jackson tweeted out, and I thought it was the perfect tweet. I loved it so much. Uh, I think it was like two days after. He basically tweeted that he thinks a great match should feel like you're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, see, that's the mentality that they have going in. So Mm -hmm. I feel like with that, you know, people may argue like, oh, the Young Bucks, all they do is spot, 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 (laughs) this and that. But if... Everyone has a different taste in wrestling, and I think that if you yourself think that that match is as entertaining as a movie, then I totally agree with that yeah. like analogy. So I kind of feel like that's their mentality going into the match, and I really enjoyed that. And I also liked how over the Golden Lovers were, you know, compared to get to the Young Bucks that are super over to have the Golden Lovers in that same, you know, I guess you can say level. Everybody was, it was great. I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So shame Kenny broke his face all the pieces, but. God, yeah, nice, man. Enough with the dropping everyone on, uh, dropping each other in the hats. Come on, man. We gotta cut that out. And I mentioned this on on my Twitter. Uh, you know the the bosses of the companies, not just New Japan. I'm not picking on New Japan alone. Of all the companies, they need to tell these guys to cut that shit out. You know, and there needs to be consequences when they keep doing it. Yeah. Because else, to, else the consequences down the road are something that people might think that they're willing to accept, but once they get there, trust me, you will not like it. I was flinching a bunch watching that. Like there were so many Germans on the apron. Yeah. Hangman almost died yeah, on one bullshit. of those. Like it was nuts. Like, and I get it, Bill. I yeah. get it, man. I've been there. I've been at that point in my career where you have to take these risks to get uh, to get you know attention and get a buzz about you and. You know recognition, but um, you know that's not going to do you any good if if you can't pass a physical, sure, and, you, and get to the big dance you're trying to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys notice in the main event that Coda at one point outside the ring was like I don't know if you guys saw it was showed on TV, but in person he basically like couldn't see one of the books and was just like he kind of like bounced around like two different times because he kind of didn't know like where he was at that was pretty trippy i hadn't seen that like myself in person mm. and then so i don't know if you guys caught that on tv but it looked pretty pretty crazy you think he was like dazed yeah because at one point like i think he did like a leap off the rope he, he did a leap and then there was no one there so then he went for it again and there was no one there again until finally uh one of the books noticed and was like like oh like here I am and like kind of like broke his fall and stuff like that but it was it was kind of like for a second I was like wait did I miss something watching that was pretty intense I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the opener a lot mm-hmm. Rocky three K is great and Rocky just Rocky is the general in that ring yeah you know yeah poor freaking Kazarian <laughs> oh yeah that was another yeah, you know it happens yeah. 
No, and yeah. Sho and Yo were incredible. They are such a good tag team. That was one of the things that everybody was talking about. They're like how crisp they were and just like how solid they were. It was pretty good. I that was probably my second favorite match from the card. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the Killer Elite squad and uh, yeah, and, was... and they really worked well in that situation. And when I first saw it on paper, I'm like, that's not going to go yeah. well because those guys take themselves way too serious to be able to work with Yano. Yeah, I was yeah. wrong, yeah, and yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, more than pleasantly surprised. It was really, really entertaining. For sure, and Chucky T was almost like the straight man in that whole match. Yeah. <laughs> which is unexpected. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that that match was way better than I was expecting it to be. Just because, like, I love all, like, I love Toru, like, Toru Yano is, like, maybe my favorite New Japan guy in, in general. I love what Chucky's been doing recently. But, like, that match on paper, again, I was like, eh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I also think that right now, New Japan is using Zack Sabre better than he's ever been used in his entire career. Yes. Like, skyrocketed. He, he. They're I, using I, him I could, properly, too, in yeah. my opinion. I think they're using him just Absolutely. right. Absolutely. I, I could never understand when he was supposed to be a, a babyface, ever. Like, he should never work as a babyface, ever. No. Like, everything about him so Maybe at the end of his so career, when, you, when you're when you just, you know, you're, you've been around so long and the people are so familiar with mm-hmm. you that they just can't boo you anymore. Sure, sure. You know, Maybe. so. Yeah. And everyone was so, Toru Yano was so over. Everybody was just, like, loving it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. awesome. It was He's really good to see that. Yeah, yeah. He but, got face heat for uh, being a coward. Being a coward. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> we have. Uh, I was speaking to Zach Saber Jr. I, I enjoyed their stuff. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we talked about this with Jim that'll air in, in a little bit here. But uh, uh, Suzuki and, and Saber Jr. I'm I'm a fan of those guys. Yeah, together. Suzuki is like yeah the best in the world. Yeah, like, I was I was comparing I was comparing Suzuki to. Uh, to Fujiwara, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, and and except for Fujiwara was always baby face, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like the polar opposite, except for, uh, you know, I mean, everything's the same. Okay. Well, not everything. I didn't mean to put it that way, but they're very very similar. Just as and, good as far as ability. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I thought Ishii, I, I thought all oh, those guys did great. I like that. I like those, you know. Dropping your dropping guys on on their heads is one thing. Like those stiff shots, mm. you know, to the side of the neck, those were fine. Mm-hmm. Those are just fine. Like yeah. we're not gonna kill each other with those. Yeah. But they were. I, I thought those uh, those back and forths with the with the stiff, you know, elbows and uh, and even just the back and forth chops that never stopped. Like with was it Dragon Lee? Yeah, is that Kazuhashi his name? And, and Dragon Lee. Yeah, all that stuff. And the P were going off on that. I thought maybe, uh, like people should also pay attention to what happens in the matches before they go out there because I saw a couple things, you know, like hey, you, they just did that, you know, in the, <laughs> in the in the prior match or whatever. But okay, anyways, I think we're out of time for this segment, aren't we? Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna um, take a break real quick. We're gonna come back with uh, with Jr. Hey, Xbox 12360 fans. I just wanted to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebvm.com slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. 
Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us in studio right now, I'm honored to have him in studio, the greatest of all time, <laughs> JR, Jim Ross, what's up, I man? I you talking about Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time. Usually, there's a, usually there's a whole team in here to give a big like, round yeah. of applause and all Therefore, that shit. But I am good. As we record this, it's the, if we, can I tell it's the day yeah, yeah. after uh, the New Japan show. That's right. The uh, marathon of four hours and change, including commercial breaks. Yeah. Very ambitious, but a real fun experience. So I'm a little, uh, this should be an interesting show. Yeah. Because I have my filters kind of wore out. Oh, that's how I like it. (laughs) Mine's always worn out, Jim, as you all know. Hey, no, but I'm really, thank you so much. It it means a lot to me. I'm not, we're not going to tell anyone you were already going to be here anyways. <laughs> I, uh, but I know I'm glad to be on your show, and especially yeah. see your setup here. Yeah. Because I've been, you know, as you, we were talking before we were on the air, I want to build a studio in my home uh, from a new podcast and some, some uh, audio and video elements as well. Yeah. So this is really uh, giving me some wonderful ideas on what I could make my uh, office look like. Yeah, I'm really, really blessed uh, to have the studio to do the show in and like the, all the team and all the resources that I have here at After Buzz TV. But you have a show, your show has found a new home it and is. it's on West, Westwood One, yep. April uh, 11th. April 11th. We thought we would go down to New Orleans. You know, I got my uh, one man show there, Slobberknocker Sessions is on Friday morning, April the 6th. Yeah. Uh, getting in town, I think on Wednesday and taking all the stuff in. So I thought, well, I would just gather all this information, have all these experiences, and then uh, when I got back, I would do the, my first podcast yeah. with all that fresh in my mind. Because it's kind of the biggest thing going is WrestleMania, what happens in it and around it, right? Yeah. Even if you're not involved in WrestleMania, somebody says, well, I'm a New Japan fan. I don't like any other wrestling. But well, why are they there? Why sure. are their talents there to make a payday? So it is important to everybody. And that's the landing, that's the spot that everybody goes to. You know, Vince has created an event that other wrestling promoters and businesses have utilized for massive paydays. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's amazing. When when WrestleMania was in Atlanta, the first time of I don't know how many years ago that was. Now when Shawn Michaels was inducted in the Hall of Fame, uh, there wasn't any of that yet. And I remember uh, Kevin and I, Nash and I, we promoted a, like a, a WrestleMania party, and he still does it to this day. Yeah, shenanigans. And, yeah, and man, it's really taken off. I, there's, there is just so much stuff going on at WrestleMania weekend. You can't even, uh, you can't even count it all. But well, you have something going on on uh, Friday, April sixth, right? Yeah, the my Friday morning at ten a.m. We have our uh, Slobberknocker sessions. The thing about it is, that, you know. Uh, 
it's hard to find an open slot in the schedule yeah. where it's not already, uh, you know, populated. Sure. So, uh, but we're at the Hilton Garden Inn. It's next to, a, there's an arena there that they're going to be having some live events, Cross Street Book Casino. Uh, for the price of admission, get a free book. I'll sign the book, Q&A, photo ops, autographs. Uh, it's a fun thing for 100 people. And everything, right, it's 100 people, that's it, that's yeah. it. That's and everything is included. There's yeah. no a la carte. It's just no. one rice, and this is what you get, the yeah. whole ball of wax. Yeah, you get all that stuff, and I think it's a good value. Uh, by having 100 people, you can give the fans who travel, some of them amazing distances, the respect that they deserve. And so, uh, hey, I saw a thing on Twitter uh, Monday, uh, Sunday night. Somebody was roasting my, my uh, spaldings on an open fire about that I used the word respect too much. Really? Yeah. So I figured, well, this poor bastard's probably miserable. <laughs> and probably yeah. nobody has ever really respected this dude. So I won't yeah. disrespect him by calling him out. But I felt badly for him how anybody could get upset over the word respect. But, uh, but you know, but nonetheless, I, I believe in respecting the fans that everybody's going to get their, their questions answered, their photos taken, their stuff signed. And you know, Sean, how that stuff is. They bring things else. They bring yes. other things for you to sign. Yeah. The, the WWE yearbook or an action figure or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So Ticketfly.com. Everybody's listening here that's interested. Uh, the tickets are still available. Not many at Ticketfly.com. And, the, and it's the, you know, you can go online and and buy an uh, autograph 8x10 of Jim Ross or, you know, go on, on your website and buy, you know, all your products and that but that live experience like that's it's it's how you make them feel when when right. they're there that's the most important thing i want i'm still a fan sean as you well know and if i i want to be i want to make them feel like i would want to yes feel. i'm it's, happy it's really, you're here yeah it's really simple and you got to be uh thankful for your audience and your fan base yeah. whatever it may be uh i certainly am and then in the last year or so with so many personal issues i've had to kind of get around and go get over uh, as best I can, that fan base has been an amazing uh, yes. uh, me- medicine for me. You know, uh, freshly going to WrestleMania last year, you know, as so soon after Jan got killed. And, yeah. uh, you know, Vince wanted me there, which is, you know, Vince is a pretty wise dude. Absolutely. You know, we everybody likes to bitch. Like those promoters, the WWE this, WWE that, all year, they shouldn't talk with their mouth full. Right. Because he's helped them make some money sure. and, and uh, at those WrestleMania weekends and, and other shows. You notice now it's starting to the bleed <clears throat> where the guys that do the stage shows and things that, like that, they're hitting like I was doing for a good while, all the other lesser than WrestleMania pay-per-views. Right. So where there's a gathering of wrestling fans, I think guys that are making a living off the wrestling business are, uh, are smart to take their show to where the audience is. Sure. That's really all you're doing. Right, uh, but some of them are, are still burying Vince out of the other side of their mouth, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, that's, sure they will. <laughs> yeah. Sure they will. So that's what we were talking before when the air. Somebody yeah. you asked me about a talent, and I said, yeah, I, I had a little experience with him. I had to let him go, and and uh, I don't think he likes me very much. And I'm not going to go into all the details, the names, it's irrelevant. But this, it was easier in that era for talents to get pissed off at me publicly than to get pissed off at the at Vince. Because they knew that the Vince was the wrong bridge to burn. Sure. If you're not, it's a dumbass. And Lord and Jim, obviously we have to have someone to blame besides ourselves. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Don't look in the mirror here, folks. Hey, 
I can tell you this on my book, Slobberknocker, my life in wrestling, still doing great. Uh, we're really proud of it. And I'm proud I finished it, for, you know, in spite of Jan passing away, so at the t- midst of it. But, you know, it's a, uh, it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a labor of love, man. This whole thing that we're doing, this wrestling thing that we do, that you do and I do, whether it be podcasting or stage shows or whatever, man, I, uh, I can't get enough. And I, and I really, Sean, the last year, without, I don't need a, I don't need a telephone. Right. I don't need a fundraiser. I don't need to go fund JR nothing. That's silly. That's silly. I'm being facetious, but it's just not there. But what I needed was people. Yeah. I needed to, to I needed to extend my arms and embrace more people. And only the people that were positive. So you, when you get to be my age, you're a crotchety old bastard anyway, you know. And some people think I, my time has passed. Uh, and in and, and their view, they may be right. Hell, I don't know. That's their opinion. I don't think that, but that's irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I can tell you that uh, the having that, su- that support mechanism of the wrestling fans, for me, it's been a lifesaver. And when, when that happens, I, I think that a lot of people, their, their natural like, instinct is to isolate. A lot of people. I'm oh, yeah. not sure if that was you. I had moments of isolation, yeah. but I didn't like how I reacted in the isolation. It's not a good. It was thing, not yeah. the options that I started going through were not good ones. So yeah. uh, I just wanted to be busy, yeah. and I like you know I I love my work. I, it's not really work to me. You know when I the New Japan thing was a fun show. You know it was long, it's challenging, you know, uh, but I enjoyed the experience. Uh, it's new, and that, that crew that we work with, they, that was their third pro wrestling event I think they've done live. Access TV. Yeah, yeah. Access TV. And, you know, we do the, we do the voiceovers on uh, once a month, and we do the they show airs on Friday nights at 8, 7 Central for Access. Uh, you were talking about watching it on the Sling app. Yeah, I watch mine on, on the Sling and TV I, thing, I, yeah. I watch mine on uh, DirecTV Channel 340, yeah. but uh, I'm having fun doing that show, uh, and... I know one thing, their fans are very passionate. I'm very passionate about uh, helping build their brand that I think some of their diehards don't even have a clue about. Sure. Uh, but uh, Access TV's done a great job in helping uh, put that brand on the map. Sometimes I think some of the diehards don't want it to be spread to a larger audience. They want to they keep it to themselves. You might be right. I swear to God, it seems like that sometimes. It's yeah. like, no, this is our thing. Like, yeah. Well, that's like, you know, they look at some of those diehard folks, and I can get it. I understand where they're coming from. I'm not mad at them. That, you know, they, they're loyal to Kevin Kelly and Don Callis because they're the New Japan yeah. World guys. They're the guys they hear most often. They're the guys that have the opportunity to be there on site. Sure. So I understand that. And they do a really good they job. They do a fine job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, at the, at the, at the cost of gutting, quartering Josh Barnett and me, yeah. uh, are you, really? You know, is that is that your is that your your axiom of the day? You know, oh, we're going to go on a mission. We're going to do a sort of petition to make sure that Ross and Barnett don't call any more matches. Is that really where they're directing their energy? Oh yeah, that's right. amazing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's but that's the point. You know, that's <laughs> the point. Really, this is this is a high line item for you here today, right? How about paying your taxes or your quarterlies or being a better son, husband, father, whatever? Uh, so I don't know. It's it's fun. I enjoyed the show. I, yeah, I thought let's was, talk about that, about the show, Jim. It was Jim. a good show. I thought I enjoyed it. What, did you watch it? What did you think? I enjoyed it from home. Yeah, good. I really did. I was I was mentioning to you, I um, I thought that the the first show they did in Long Beach in the smaller venue, mm-hmm. it came, like, 
aesthetically didn't look as good, but like the the atmosphere seemed livelier, more at a fever pitch because you know obviously the smaller buildings they hold the noise sound more. Yep, you're right. That was the only thing I noticed, and that's really like one of those things that I don't like. Boy, that's really nitpicky because it looked it looked really good. I really enjoyed. I thought you guys did excellent on commentary. Oh, thanks. Well, we tried. You know, it's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough thing. Here's what you have sometimes. You have matches, some matches, and this doesn't make them bad. So somebody's going to misinterpret this and start, I guarantee you. Some matches don't have a comedy nominator. Some matches don't have a, uh, a tent pole that you can build around. Yeah. And people say, what does that mean? It means Matt Jackson's back was injured. It's been injured for, for a good while uh, with their last uh, go-around with the uh, show and yo for the junior titles. But that was a tent pole. Yeah. That was a part. That was a major facet of the main event. Was Matt Jackson battling through courageously a bad back, mm-hmm. uh, and so it had a theme. So, unfortunately, in the business today, I'm not just talking New Japan, but in the business today, so many matches are more about getting their their elements in than telling than the elements being connected and telling a story. They're just indiscriminate individual. They could you could pick these moves and put them anywhere in the match, and they mean the same. They're For dynamic. Sure. And, ooh, ah, oh, you still got it. You still got it, and nobody yeah. wins or loses from it. Yeah. Yeah, when that happens, when it's done like that, you get the pop for the move, but then the the, the heat, the the reaction's not sustained. No, no. Like it goes back down to, you know, goes like away. It's, yeah, it goes yeah, away. So flat I, line. It was hard. To, it was a challenging show to call, uh, from the and from mainly just physical things. You know, you're you're sitting out there. Uh, gosh, I don't know how long we were out there, but we were out there like thirty minutes or forty five yeah. minutes or hour before the show started. Did you stay out there the whole time? Yeah. So remember what I asked you on your show last time I was on your show? No bathroom break. Yeah. The word How'd darts. that go this time? Good. I just quit drinking water uh, late, uh, early in the afternoon and <laughs> and uh, got my dark suit on and, yeah. and, a, and a little bit of uh, uh, security. You know, yeah, A little, maybe a Gatorade jug? Yeah, something. <laughs> a catheter? And, uh, yeah, a catheter. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said, the last thing's going to happen is I'm going to take my Johnson out mm-hmm. in this crowd of people. Because I just keep thinking about Bobby Heenan. There's a joke here somewhere, you know, that, right. uh, you know, it's just how Heenan was. He'd find the most obscure thing and you'd catch you with it, you know, sure. not smart you. So, uh, but I, I, uh, I, I enjoyed the shot off. The, I did think the last match was good. I think the last match was uh, could have been even better, and I'm sure it's going to be a match of the year candidate for a lot of uh, discussion, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, I only dream of how good it would have been if it had been on earlier, uh, so that sure. the crowd had a little bit uh, didn't get so fatigued. Sure. Can you imagine going to see a four-hour movie? It would die a natural death on the on. on well, uh, back in the day, they would have to take an intermission in in, in the middle of that movie because even like not that long, like Godfather Three, there was an intermission in, in between. Yeah. So yeah, no. It's uh, so yeah. I I just think it's the show is a little little lengthy. But I enjoyed being a part of it. I enjoyed the matches. You know, the I thought the uh, I love Suzuki stuff. Minoru oh Suzuki. my God, I'm a huge fan of his. And him and Ishii kind of like they hit my spot there on that deal. And then I like uh, Osprey, uh, the marriage uh, or Zack Saber rather. Sure. And, and uh, I get sometimes I get Osprey and Saber confused. I don't know why. Although there's because their styles are are polar opposites of yeah, each other. Yeah, they, they right? are. Well, yeah. it's just that the fact that they're both. 
uh, Caucasian Brits. Sure. Blonde. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. no. That's all there is. It's a, a visual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought the uh, uh, Zack Saber and uh, Suzuki tag team was really fun to watch. Really fun. Uh, I like. I'm a big fan of Okada. You know, he's just he's so damn good. I think th- sometimes uh, he might be taken a little bit for granted how good he really is because he's had big time main event delivery against a variety of po- opponents with different skill sets at real high-level matches, Sean. Yeah. And like I told him at, uh, over a little tequila the other night that uh, that I thought that he, the way he and Naito delivered in the main event uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, to follow everything on the card with no, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing bad. You know what I mean? You, there's Lou there. Sorry. It's all right. Never work with children and animals, but Lou's a human with four legs. Uh, but seriously, he's uh, uh, he's had great matches with all those guys, and I, and that closing the show at Russell King was a four hour and a half, five hour show, yeah. whatever the hell it was, and they got them. They got the crowd at the end. Sure. And it's hard to do, as you well know. It's just hard to do. They're fatigued. because yeah, and and plus. A lot of times, the guys going out before you, they're going out and they're they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna get whatever I can out of this crowd, and whatever you guys have come on after us, that's uh, sorry, it's on you. Too bad." You you, uh, you know, there's some people can get real selfish early on in the card. Absolutely, and I don't know how much uh, uh, move, move management there is. I noticed that there was only the only table spot was done at the end. Yes, I love that. <clears throat> it made it mean more, right? Yes, and I, I know you know what I know is just now you're thinking about not nearly as many dives outside the ring as as I I remember from right. last show. Well, I think the guys the early part of the card did some dives and found the space limitations were yeah. somewhat hazardous to their health. Yeah, because there were some tight fits there without a question. But yeah. uh, the the one time the one table use and that was in a tag match the main event was good. It just was a card. It was an interesting card that. Uh, some some of the matches again had great individual things happen that you could do a great highlight reel from you know like a sure. best of type deal, but sometimes I think that those kids would be better served to take a little out of that and put more into connecting all their oh, story. Sure. So it makes sense at the end of the day because as it is the finishes are all basically the same. Somebody misses something big, and the other guy hits something big. Yeah. And it's over. And but the, and this is getting kind of like I'm I'm really starting to overanalyze here a little bit. But man, they need to cover up on the on the false finishes quicker. Like sometimes, Jim, I know like this might be getting a little bit uh, too inside baseball. But man, they're missing out on some good false finishes when they're not. Yeah. And I know you got to take your time, but certain times you get you. Anyways, even guys going for a cover can awkwardly reach for the leg or try to restrain the leg or get in a better position yeah. for the pin and the guy kick out. That's part of the process. What would you do if it was real, real? Would you be trying to get off? As soon as you found yourself in a pinning predicament and you were on bottom, if it were real, real, then uh, you know that there's a three-second shelf life here for us. we got to kick out. we got to get out of this predicament in three seconds or less, preferably less. Uh, and so there's a sense of urgency there, but uh, I'm with you. The, the 
I don't think sometimes in matches in general guys go for finishes early enough in matches, and I think when they do, because they are so early and it's not time to go home, they half-ass the cover and they just they go. And they the still motion. kick out on two and a half. Yeah, well, that's just that's just laziness. That's not wanting to think. Oh, not today. I guess not today. Match just started. Yeah, yeah. It's just the guys not <laughs> the guys not wanting to think. I think Sean, uh, by, by and large, and yeah. that's the one thing about. Uh, uh, the Young Bucks, and Omega, and and uh, uh, Abushi, and that is that they're willing to try new things. They're willing to add things to their uh, toolbox, and they and they usually those things are not added just for the sensationalism of them, but they they are a sensational way to add to the match. Yeah, and to change things up and make yeah. things. Things in wrestling get to be so routine-looking sometimes, yep. and that's a way to that's a way to change. I agree with you 100 on that. The one thing I notice about that match is like about 20 minutes in, I'm thinking, okay, they're settling in here. This is going to be a long one, <laughs> and I didn't realize. Like I thought it was a half an hour time limit, but they changed it. it. Yeah, they changed it in the afternoon to yeah uh, 60 or yeah 60 minutes, and I'm thinking because you don't you know you don't know what's going on, and I, really that's yeah. a blessing for me. Uh, you know, I don't get offended because I don't know the the inside of the show, the inside dirt. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't care, and I, I encourage them. Don't tell me nothing. I don't need to know anything. As if it was a real, if it was what was the MMA fight? What was the yeah. boxing event? What was a football game? Yeah. Hey, Jim. So you've talked. You, I'm sure you've talked about this uh, on more than one occasion. But the difference between uh, uh, doing the play-by-play for New Japan and doing it for WWE. Well, the thing about doing it for uh, WWE is that you have every whistle and bell, every amenity, uh, everything that you could possibly ever need uh, to make your job better and to sure. be and have a better chance at success in that respect. You know, uh, the 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 I've never worked with a better group of guys than I work with at Access TV. Uh, guys that you would want to always keep in touch with kind of guys, you sure. know, and be around good people, but it's a limited budget. You know, they don't have, they're not spending the money on the TV side. That's not their expertise. They do their, a great MMA show, <clears throat> about 40 of them live a year, or maybe more on Friday nights uh, around the wrestling show. So, uh, do you have anyone in your ear telling you no. things like you Mm-mm. do for Vince? Mm-mm. I have, uh, Danny Zach is our producer yeah. and, uh, he's a, one of the hardest working guys I've been around and, uh, he counts me in and he counts me out. So we know he counts me in from breaks and then out to the break, and then that's it. Now, if I mispronounce a name, which is what happens, uh, he'll mark it down. They'll go back and do what they call a wild line and fix it. Yeah. Uh, but he's not telling me that's a headlock or this is this. Uh, it's now I have plenty of notes. I have a little. I have a little inner circle of guys that help me with uh, notes on uh, New Japan. That are really good. They they live it. Sure. And oh, uh, like backstories and things like yeah, that of the yeah. different guys. And yeah. you know, uh, but who, you know, who impresses you the most? Like I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. Who impresses you uh, most on uh, New Japan roster? Japanese guys. Japanese guys. Saw, yeah. Well, Okada's my guy because yeah. I just think he's the. Anytime you get a six three thirty year old kid that's got great looks. Uh, and uh, the charisma is natural, organic. 
you're that, that's a big thing there. I, they got several guys I like. I I uh, uh, I, I like uh, I like Godo. And I tell you why I yeah. like Godo. And I missed this on the air, and I got another. That's another gut, gut and quarter. Here's it shows you how unobjective people are. I compare Godo to Bret Hart. That's right. Because I felt like Godo was underappreciated, like Bret was at times. He was extremely fundamentally sound. At t- you know, always Bret's always that way. So uh, I, I just and I, I looked at it as a compliment, but then some people took me to task on it. But uh, I like Godo. I like I like. I got I got that comparison immediately yeah. as soon as you said it. I like uh, Minoru Suzuki. Reminds me of one of the great heels villains ever. Yeah, I, I've said on TV. I think he could be a great Bond villain. He's got the his facials are about as good as I've ever seen. He's amazing. I and and just the fact that like the, he's in he's in what people would consider the twilight of his career. Yeah, he's forty. Yeah, he's 50 or, or fifty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know uh, uh, Fujiwara. Do you remember him? Yeah. He rem- Suzuki reminds me of a heel version of Fujiwara. Wow. Yeah, Fujiwara was amazing. Well, anyway. he he's uh, he's had some good matches. He sells just enough. He doesn't. He doesn't not sell. He doesn't yeah. do the no sell. Now he he'll do some things where he'll no sell, but like getting chopped or something like that, you know. Uh, but his intensity is amazing. Uh, his his manipulation of for submissions, it's just uh, it's awe inspiring how good he is. And we were talking about Yano earlier. Yeah. And he was in that tag match with <laughs> Killer Elite Squad, yeah. and th- like those guys. You know, Lance and, 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 and Harry Davy Boy Jr., uh-huh. they take themselves really seriously. And I was I was pleasantly surprised that they worked that well with Yano's stuff. Well, here you know, they're smarter to see that Yano was over. Yeah. Yano was was probably the most over guy to that crowd on Sunday night as anybody in that match. Yeah. Quite frankly. And he knew what to do in there and he was doing it. And he less is more, yep. right? And everything he did had a had some significance. So uh, that was all well placed. But I, I compared uh uh Harry Harry Davy Junior. Yeah. As you said, and uh, big old Archer to uh Brody and Hansen back when they were young and full of piss and vinegar. Because they just had that big bigger than life personality that you just don't want to really cross these two dudes. No. I get this pro wrestling. I get that, but still, I don't want to walk into the Ribera Steakhouse and call him out. Yeah, and and honestly, like Harry, I'm not <laughs> sure why he's not just doing MMA. That guy's an he's animal, freaky. And Josh, yeah, you know Josh Barnett does such a great job uh, on this product. Takes it like me, maybe too personally sometimes. You know, you want to do good. You want to you want to please everybody, and you want everybody to like your work, and you know. Uh, but it's not, and in the old days, it was more that way. Sure. Now everybody's got a voice. If you got if you got social media, your voice is just as loud as anybody else's. It's still X number of characters, and you do your thing and whatever. But uh, it's a different different world. But uh, I, I have uh, I got, I've got a lot of respect for Josh and the way we work together. He's he knows that uh, lay of the land well. He's worked for the company. And Josh is a great ambassador for professional wrestling. Somebody that's one of the baddest guys in the world. Yeah. And still, to me, one of the top heavyweights in MMA. I want. Yeah, he's probably going to go back now. He got that uh, USADA thing, or the hell that yeah. the back, oh, debacle well, was done is behind him. They've hurt the sport so much, in my opinion. Well, but I'll that's a whole other ball game. Um, I'll other. tell you, man. Since uh, and I'm a USC fan. Yeah. I really am. I love MMA. 
just by what I read, and I'm an outsider looking in, so take that for what it's worth. Yeah. It seems to me that their roster are, are most of the mo, many of the men and women on their roster are miserable. There's very little brand loyalty, and so things it tells me how bad apparently things are uh, because if you're a fighter and that's what you want to do for a living, then you know at some point you got to earn some money at US at USC to get over the get over the hump, right? Exactly. So uh, it just doesn't seem something's not quite stirring the Kool Aid there right now, and you see the fact that they. They were not ready for Rousey to leave or Lesnar right. to leave or GSP to leave or Conor McGregor to take a sabbatical. They got nobody to back it up. It's like the territory days. Yeah. What are we going to do with the junkyard dog leaves, cowboy? Go get um, the snowman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we had the guy, too, the territory. We didn't got anybody. Butch Reed would be the guy. Right. So anyway, no, I just remember Bill did, try, Bill did try a lot of different things there. Hey, one night, one day at the, uh, at the Hilton, no, at the Holiday Inn Airport in Shreveport, uh, Bill's uh, stepson Joel came in because we we're going to meet Brickhouse Brown. That was another one of yeah. the experiments, right? So, Ernie booked Brickhouse. Ernie Ladd. Ernie liked Brickhouse. He put him it, over it, on Mid Atlantic TV yeah, one time. Ernie, Ernie liked Brickhouse. Yeah. And, you know, a brother helping a brother. Sure. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. And so, uh, I, but nobody knew Brickhouse's real name. So, I don't know how, he, I knew he got a ticket or unless he drove he may have driven from memphis to Shreveport. i don't know that so anyway uh he uh we could nobody knew his name and the booker didn't know his name the owner got really pissed off so i'm in, i'm sitting over here out of the fray right because yeah. i ain't got nothing to do with this particular piece of business so uh then joel comes in cowboy's rage enraged so joel gets Joel Watts, yeah. Cowboy's son. Yeah, stepson. A great video yeah. guy. Just a good kid, good guy. He, he walks in, wrong place, wrong time. Bill's angry at the world. Go, go, get, go get me effing uh, Brickhouse. Go find Brickhouse. Like like he's supposed to know where he is, right? right. But we don't. he's not registered as Brickhouse Brown at the, at the Holiday Inn. He's registered in his real name that nobody knows. So anyway, uh, we're sitting there booking me. Everything's kind of calmed down. And so all of a sudden on the PA we hear, paging Mr. Brickhouse Brown, Mr. Brickhouse Brown, will you please report to the front desk? <laughs> so me being a perennial wise-ass, thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. Yeah. And then, of course, I got my ass chewed. You know, what are you, what are you laughing? We're trying to draw money here. You know, you're not going to make any money. You know, we're not going to sell any tickets. Or, well, you know, cowboy. So we finally found, and his name was Fred Seawright. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Fred Seawright is, and I'll never forget that because of the paging Mr. Brickhouse Brown. Can you imagine being in the Holiday Inn, the restaurant, and you're, you hear the page? There's somebody here named Brickhouse Brown, honey. So that was crazy times, man. <laughs> but it, it just set Bill off again, so it was, it was always fun. I don't know how we got off on to talking about Bill Watts. It's and, a good story, though. Yeah. Hey, Jimbo, you want to hop in here real quick? Well, I. I'll, Knowing with your wife's passing and everything going on, I was curious, have you had any, like, supernatural situations where you feel like she's talking to you or you see a sign or something happens where you're like, my wife is still with me? I I thought I heard her voice. uh, I've heard her voice once, I think. Uh, And I woke up from a very strong dream, and I thought she was talking to me. That's what woke me up. The other thing is I I got these chimes that I, I hung on my patio. And uh, 
the person that gave me the chime said that when you hear them, uh, that's going to be her talking to you. So I, uh, and you don't hear them all the time. It's the funny thing about it, even as windy as Oklahoma is, you know, uh, the wind comes sweeping down the plain type thing. Uh, they don't, it doesn't, they don't chime us to go off all the time, but they do sometimes. And I just believe that it's her, some kind of communication. For now, sure. Yeah. So now, now some atheists are going to say, who the hell, what's that old bastard talking about? Cause there ain't no, there ain't no hereafter. So I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. I, my experiences in life to, uh, lead me to believe something totally different. So, like, I'm not going to say, hey, you shouldn't believe. I mean, yeah, me I, but hey, I have a different me way too, of looking too, at things from my life experiences. So I, I, I think I've heard her voice, Jimbo, a time or two. Uh, and I can tell you that from my own, one of my own little things I do is when I leave the house, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'll be back in 30 minutes with cleaners, bank, whatever, my normal honeydews. Uh, that she used to do, that I do now, I always leave the TV on because I like to pull up in the garage and uh, get ready to go through my garage into my uh, laundry room, into my house. I hear noise. It reminds me of her there talking on the phone because she talked on the phone all the time. Sisters, friends, relatives, family. That was her. Anybody in need, anybody that had a problem, she was on the phone. She just felt their problem became hers as she tagged in. So I leave the TV on a lot. And uh, and then my mother was alive. She'd probably be raising hell because I'm wasting electricity. <laughs> but I, little things like that, you know. What did she say to you when you heard her voice? She was calling my name, and I didn't know what that meant. So I rem I remember Jim. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, we were in we were in the UK for a pay per view, and that was when your mom passed away. Yeah, yeah. isn't it funny the business is tied in our lives there's yeah. so many personal things yeah. you know my dad died the night the road warriors returned to the uh, manhattan center crazy wow. right my mom died at 64 when we went to the uk that uk only yeah. pay-per-view and you were and you stayed you know i remember yeah. you stayed you did what you had to do and it was i got bell's palsy again that that's night. right that's right you I, and i remember jim and i felt like such an asshole because um, we were on our, we were on the flight home, and there was something wrong with my my, you know I was I was pissed because I didn't have the right seat or something or, you know travel didn't do this or that for me, and man I came up and I started pitching at you and and you just like, you know you you just kind of pacified me and and I walked away and I started thinking what an asshole I am, his mom just passed away and I'm here bitching about my airplane seat. Well you know hey we all got our. We've all done that, Sean. I didn't take it personally, obviously. You know that. I know you didn't, but, so, but man, that yeah. sucked. Well, I've still got a job to do, and you're yeah. still a talent, and you, you have an issue, you had an issue, and I wanted to make sure that I could at least address it or figure out what happened. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny, you know, getting, you know, you're the, I was the EVP of talent, and I got blamed for you having, not you, but guys having a middle seat. Mm -hmm. I, the last I looked, if you go, when you get your ticket issued, you can, you can manage your own account. Yeah. You can pick out your own seat if you just use your head, pull out of your ass. It's a really cool thing, and go online <laughs> and pick out your seat. Yeah. So, uh, you know how that works. But I, I uh, but I tried to solve as many problems. You want to solve them quickly too. Yeah. No one linger. And I was I was I was listening to you talk about uh, about me 
asking you if you paid by the pound yeah. <laughs> yeah. on on edging christian yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah and you true mentioned story. yeah it is a true story and and you would you know i, I complain I, I think about three times total to you and each time you you threw me a you know i remember it was five thousand bucks that was like the the that must have been the magic number to shut somebody up back then was five grand because you would throw extra five grand on my check except for the one time it was Scott, Kevin, and I versus Hulk and uh, and and Hunter. It was like a handicap match at the, at, yeah. at uh, Meadowlands. Huge house, huge, biggest house they ever had there, Live Gate. And uh, I Uh-oh, got my check, and you know, my friend, you know, we always told each other what we got, and and so they were like, "Hey, we we got eight grand. What'd you get?" And I got no, they got twelve grand. And I was like, well, I only got four. Oh, my God, I was so pissed. I called you, Jim, and we had a discussion about it. And I wasn't even wanting, um, you know, the same amount as them. I just thought I deserved more. I got a check for eight grand, man. I never forgot that. And you said this to, um, to Edge and Christian. You said, and because of that, he's in- intensely loyal to me. And, and I am, Jim, right. yeah, good. 100%. Well, that's, that's what the, the business was always about, that loyalty taking care of, you know, and the thing about guys in at wrestling administration, they're generally former wrestlers yeah. in, in some form, and they generally have ego issues where they don't want to admit they've made a mistake. Look, when you're cutting up thousands of dollars in discretionary money, people don't understand what discretionary money is. It's, you know, you're, there's, no, there's no exact formula on discretionary yeah. money uh, that uh, you, can, you can make a mistake. And I made, I, you know, human. I made, I had a lot of money, man. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that got very wealthy on our, on our payroll during my time. I did time, well. You know, one time, I probably mentioned this on on something. You had some seven figure years there, didn't I you? I did. Not? I had a few, yeah. yes. Um, and and one time, you called me up uh, and took some time out to call me up and tell me, look, uh, you're going to be running into a substantial amount of money here coming up and I really want you to you know maybe think about you know getting some financial planning and make sure this is all you know taken care of that meant a lot to me man meant a lot to me and I did but that doesn't mean I like, have any of that money left it's good but <laughs> well but look that, wouldn't you say that if there's any young wrestlers that listen to your show and I'm sure a lot of them do uh, and as they should Good tutorial, good good information, uh, always. Uh, everybody should have a plan, man. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, figure this out. You're an independent contractor. You don't get withholdings. You get a 1099 to pay your taxes. Therefore, by getting a 1099, you are obligated to pay your tax contribution quarterly. And uh, they're called estimates, but you could base them on last year's income. But you got to pay something, and uh, I've I've had guys that, you know, that just well, I just didn't file. Well, that's that's worse. That's worse. Yeah. What do you mean it's worse? Well, it means you're trying to embezzle money. You're not you're not fessing up the fact you owe the money. If you file, you say, look, I know I owe the money. I just don't have it right now. Yeah. Can you work with me? Sure. Yeah. They'll work with you, but you got to have a plan, and that's the thing about that deal is that, you know, I tell guys all the time, there's no reason. With some of these dudes right now in WWE, if they stay now the system like it is, a good ten years of regular booking, 
you should be able to make enough money to be, live comfortably. Sure. Yeah. Ten good years of bookings, you know, where you're you're in the pipeline, you're getting action figures and shirts and merch, you know. And if and if you make it through those ten years, you should have a name built up enough that you can keep on making a living off of wrestling Absolutely. forever. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, Vince told me one time about the network that because uh, he and I were really big on buying libraries back yeah. in the day because we had a vision of what that could be because. We all, both of us, were familiar with the fact that those big old tapes were a lot of them were uh, not were not uh, recycled. They were just they taped over, over them. them. Yeah. yeah. So where you could find uh, uh, first first generation uh, tapes, you know, grab those things because they're like yeah. gold. And so we did. We've done. They've done that. And uh, and so he told me one time. He said, "You know, Jr., that crazy idea that we had about the WWE Network is going to make you immortal." I yeah. said, well, "What do you mean?" And, you know, I, 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 for some reason, I, I thought of Hogan. Because he is immortal, I ain't. Uh, but he said, "Well, your work's going to live forever." Then I got to thinking about it the other it's day. True. He owns everything I've ever done. He owns Mid South. Uh, he owns Crockett and T. Turner, and oh, of course, and Smoky Mountain. That's right. Yeah, he owns it all, which I got no problem with, because that way I know it'll have a home. It'll be curated nicely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And and guys, it it's just I I guess get. Uh, but how about the guys that are like, hey, where's my cut? Like, guys, you know, their stuff is on the network. And I understand where they might think that. But, like, okay, do you, so every quarter do you want your $2? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that, like, honestly, be happy that you're – I know some people aren't going to be happy with the way I'm saying this, but should be grateful that there's a place where people can go watch you wrestle, like watch your stuff. Yeah, and it, and it keeps you – it makes you yes. it makes you also able to market yourself. Exactly. Like uh, – uh, uh, Comic cons or wrestle cons or whatever. You know, I'm going to do a, a, I'm going to do an access appearance on Saturday at WrestleMania weekend for WWE. I know you're going to be down there yep. doing some stuff. I do. I'll be at WrestleCon ten to noon, and WrestleCon I'm going to be there yeah. on that Saturday from one to three. I enjoy going to those events because it's one of those deals, Sean, where I at this stage of my life really enjoy catching up with people. Yeah. You know, seeing them, uh, especially those that have kids that I knew when they had the kids are little and now they're not so little sure. you know this stuff like that normal stuff family's thing so i have a i have a great time at uh, wrestlemania with all, all the activities and and i'm hoping you know you, i don't know but i'm you know you hope that i get a, i'd like to get a cup of coffee for a match on sunday uh oh yeah you'll be on something well, it's a huge, 100%, yeah i mean you think that uh you know that's there's so much material to produce sure. That maybe they could find a spot, you know, and I uh, think so, so I, I'm hope so. That's not, and that's not a. Well, he's sure looking for another payday. It's not a payday. It's not about the payday. Exactly. Right. It's about being a Russell, being on a card at WrestleMania, man. And be, yeah, being being included and being you know being part of the deal. That was the coolest thing yeah. in the world. You know, me coming to work for Vince in '93. You know, my first live event was WrestleMania Nine, and that's a hell of a way to break. I in. came in the next day. Did you really? Yeah, in, in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. My tape. My my. I had a tryout match with uh, Louis Piccoli. Wow. Yeah, we killed it. I had. I was so grateful. I had. I had Louis as my opponent. Louis was. Louis was a underrated guy. Good. Yeah. Pretty good hand. Yeah. Rad Radford. Yeah. I didn't like that name much. I didn't either. <laughs> Sean, he, Sean Michaels. God, Sean could be so honoring, man. I remember when he, right after uh, Louis got that name of Rad Radford. Yeah. Sean was going through. I'm changing my name to Mike Michaels. No, Sean Shoners. <laughs> so, you know, he had about a Z in th that, you know, yeah. just driving Louis crazy because yeah. Louis thinks, oh, that's bad, isn't it? 
No, you know, if I, they call me Mike Michaels. I wouldn't mind. Don't you just call me that? Mike Michaels. Just hear it. <laughs> oh, man. Jim, it's 40, we're 42 minutes in, and uh, I think I'm on the, I could keep talking to you forever and ever. But let's, let's do it. Let's save it for a, yeah. you, I want you to come on my new show. Remember, podcast uh, one is no longer for me. Uh, and I am excited about Westwood One. There's a lot of, you know, they're owned by Cumulus. They got over 400 radio stations. Westwood One is a major player in the sports world. And I always had a desire to try my hand in a, in a mainstream sport, uh, either as an analyst or a contributor or something. Yeah. Uh, I love radio. You know, uh, the Cumulus company's huge and successful. And I uh, met, uh, you know, the uh, the folks that we're working with are just sweethearts. Yeah. And boy, and they really want to they really want to put wind behind our sales. Like, the, I mean, there's a, so many things that you know yeah. that I, you know, like okay, commercials they're going to put on. Yeah, I'm going to do. It's going to be great. They're hustling some uh, yeah. really good uh, sponsors for me. Uh, we're, like I said, we're going to be able to do uh, uh, updates in the in the week when some late breaking news. I can break in with a another piece of audio we're going to try to we're going to perfect a video component with it as well much like your situation sure. here uh so i want to be more uh influenced with fan participation so it could be a, a you know a question of the week or this you know some things like that to where the the audience that listen to us actually see that their contributions sure. are making air yep so uh, i but i and, and by being at home and not having to get in my truck and drive to another place, I think I'll be a lot more creative. It's just I'm there. It's my comfort zone. Sure. So why wouldn't you want to do it in your comfort zone? That's where you're happiest. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Um, how? How do you feel like uh, about your traveling schedule right now? Do you think you have a pretty good balance? Would you like to travel more or less? Well, I, I think it's pretty. It's pretty good yeah. balance. You know, we got a. Uh, we're going to go to the UK at the end of June for a week, I think, or ten days. Uh, dates getting finalized on that. Uh, I got a couple other pretty significant trips coming up, yeah. uh, and then of course you know the WrestleMania thing's big, and uh, we got Jer the King and I are going to do some shows this year. We've been talking about doing awesome. that. You know, we get older and older, uh, and while we still are neither of us are an adult depends, and we can still put sentences together. I think it's important that we share our experiences. Uh, to, a, to an audience that understands, you know, what we did, what we contributed, who we were in that era. So uh, uh, JR and the King going to do us some traveling shows, and uh, we're going to start those in the next few months. Uh, and we got some big plans for that too. Uh, so I just take those Q and A's about the Attitude Era and our experiences together. Yeah, will be. Uh, you can't, I don't think you will be able to uh, replicate it because. We we're the guys that had that experience. Sure, it was about us. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, it's always fun, and uh, that was a hell of a time, man, to be in the business. Everybody made some money, and uh, and it blew up, and the and the company went public, and everything got rolling, man. Yeah. That roster, that Attitude Era roster that we we all contributed to, was major major uh, uh, foundation building blocks for WWE as it, as it's known today corporately. Sure. Yeah. It's good stuff. I was really. So I'm happy with all that. So it's going to be fun, man. One thing real quick I want to, and it's just made me think of this, mm -hmm. it was the whole Attitude Era thing. And, and you know, the product's evolved. And I think that's a good thing that it's evolved. Sure, me too. You know, like, okay, all the corporate sponsors that are, are you know, able to have relationships with, <clears throat> 
you know, all kinds of things. Uh, but the behind the scenes, <clears throat> the lifestyle of the wrestlers has changed, Jim, and I'm so grateful for that. Me too. You know, and, and, and there's a, a mentality, like, okay, um, it, okay, the outlaws, the outlaw spirit maybe isn't quite there anymore, and that was a big, I think, thing that was attractive about wrestling, uh, but I'll take it, I've, and I've said this a bunch of times, I'll take my friends being alive over that yeah. any day, and there are certain things that just, that were accepted uh, in, in, in our wrestling culture that I just needed to die. You know, yeah, you're right. No, it's the fact that WWE's making money, uh, it, it, a lot of that's passed on. Obviously, so much has passed on to the talent in the form of pay, but also in the form of care. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how many uh, rehabs they sent people through, but it's got to be the millions. I've of been dollars. to three, and they're not cheap, right? No. Uh, and so they keep helping people, uh, which is so, so admirable. Uh, so the care that the guys are the, and the women are getting is uh, amazing. I like the fact that they, the corporate side of being more objective as far as hiring talent. I know a lot of old, old, old school guys are not crazy about so many women being around. I love it. I think it's great. And uh, especially the fact that they just don't have any women on that roster. They got some, they got some, some studs. Excuse, exactly. excuse the pun. They, they got some damn hellacious. They're things. badasses. And, and they're yeah, they every bit as much a badass as the guys. Hey, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm as excited to see Charlotte and Oscar wrestle at WrestleMania yeah. as any other match on the card. But I would tell you, if I'm going to book that card, the I know what the close would be, the closing match. What? Taker and Cena. Close the show. I wouldn't have a, one of those big title matches close the show, because then you'd take a precedent. Which, which title match is more important than the other? I think that match, I, I think that match would be just fine. I think that would be a good match if it happens. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so, a good story. Are, the story will be well told, I'm sure. And my, and and Jim, one last thing. I knew that wasn't Taker's last match at WrestleMania last year. I just me too. knew it. I yeah. knew it. I and everyone know. was saying, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Well, no he, way. He, here's the thing. And I said this before, and I'll close with this deal. Until Taker tells you he's retired, yeah. he ain't retired. He can retire when he wants. It's not a committee decision. It's his decision. And Vince is going to honor and respect Mark's decision no matter what it is. But when Mark Calloway says, I'm done, then take that to the bank. But until he says that, he ain't done. And he's not done. And I think that, uh, you know, how many more he's got, you know, who the hell knows, man? Sure. Who the hell knows? But I just know that uh, if it's him and Cena, the storytelling, the Shakespeare should be really good. They were counting Mark out. They were saying, oh, he's only got a few years left. Uh, They... Uh, when I first got there, ninety-three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not, you know, whatever. I, I'll tell you, it, it, of all the great guys we've known in WWE, and I can't speak for you, but I somebody asked this the other day, he's the greatest star that the uh, company has ever developed and promoted. Absolutely. Uh, there's nobody ever been bigger, more influential, more tenured. He's worked in main events. Closing shows around the globe when all that global expansion started getting big. Right. He was the he was the big dog in the yard. Man. And, and and when and when Mark, uh, he was the guy that uh, we were all counting on, you know, to show up and and work the main events. And we were things were tough for us. Yeah, things business was tough, 
and he had a crack, he had cracked ribs and a crushed orbital socket, and he still made the towns because we needed him. Yeah, he's a, he's a man. Never man. forget that. He's John Wayne, man. Yep, it's John Wayne, no doubt about it. So uh, it'll be good. See, and that's why the both of you and I both embrace the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing. If I was a little fat kid in Oklahoma and I had a chance to go down to WrestleMania weekend uh, as, a, as a kid, as a fan, yeah. I'd, I'd have got there somehow. Somehow, some way, I've got to pull this off. Whatever it took. Whatever it took. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, love you, Jim. You too, buddy. Thanks for All having right, me man. on. You're, right. you're killing it, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we'll be right back here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Welcome back to the show. I want to thank... Jim Ross. You know, everyone calls him JR, but I've always just called him Jim yeah. forever. I've never, I don't think I've ever called him JR once. Uh, maybe, maybe, but anyways. You just did now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, um, I think the world of Jim, and, uh, and I think he does me too. That's why. He yeah, you guys definitely have time. Yeah. a really close bond. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm it was awesome to hear here. like little things about the, the short, the, the short pay. Out, yeah, and then you going to him and him giving you more than you thought you sure deserve kind of you just wanted something you didn't want as much as everyone else but he made a point well I didn't think back. I necessarily deserved the same payoff as Scott and Kevin you know uh, but you know not that much less <laughs> not eight thousand dollars less <laughs> so you know I mean he he straightened it out, and I got an eight. I was I wasn't expecting eight grand in the mail, but I got it. Well, it's just a life lesson: treat people well, yeah. and they'll be loyal to you, and mm-hmm. yeah. it all comes back around. Sure. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, always, always love talking to Jim. I've been on his show a bunch of times. So, and then when he, you know, I, I don't know people that just listen and, and watch that, they might think, um, God, they didn't talk about this or this or this, but everyone else talks to Jr. about those things. And you can go and listen to Jr. on Edge's podcast. I'm, maybe this is silly for me to point people in the direction of other people's <laughs> podcasts, but seriously, there's some really good ones out there that sure. Jim has been on, and right. you know you can go listen to those conversations too. Mine's a little bit different with him. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, what's going on, Jimbo? Well, if you want to share your thoughts about the Jim episode, be sure to tweet, uh, post anywhere on any social media. Use the hashtag XPOC12360. Also, Sean, tonight will be at the Comedy Store doing the Store Horseman podcast. If you're in L.A., come check that out. On Sunset Boulevard, West um, Hollywood. And then we got WrestleMania coming up, also with WrestleCon at WrestleMania Access, Saturday at 9 a.m. Sean will be signing, and then he will be at WrestleCon for that wrestling club all three days with Al Snow, Kevin Nash, and Mean Gene Okerlund. Come check it out. Yeah. All right. Follow well, me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. Right. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Come chat with me because I'm lonely. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's okay. weird. Uh, <laughs> hook you up with Virgil. Your DMs are no, not that, not that kind of lonely. I didn't mean that lonely. Uh-huh. This is bad. Meat sauce. <laughs> I'm on all social media at Cinema Hotel. Check out whatspinnext.com, uprocks.com slash sports, and uprocks.com slash pro wrestling. Because uh, today we posted a new episode of our McMahon Splaining with Spandex podcast with an almost hour long conversation with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. We talk about WCW, Fabulous Moolah, Battle Royal. Fascinating. Kevin Sullivan is always He's fascinating to incredible. talk to. And it's just like we're, we're going to do and we're gonna do at least one more part talking I to bet. him uh, at the next PCW Ultra show as well. Um, He's, he's helping out with that promotion, and it really shows, yeah. given what they're doing. I had a talk with them. They actually reached out to me. I, I was, there's going to be some news 
coming up in hell the near yeah. future. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. Well, go check that out, everybody. Yeah. Also, I want to. I didn't see. Uh, much of it, but I saw a few clips of some stuff you did with Liger yeah. over the weekend. That yeah. looked really cool. Thank What's you for up with the dog? Me. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, we had Jushin Thunder Liger in the Uproxx offices, and it was incredible. And we played table tennis with him, and you can see that video at with spandex.com. And he got to play with a famous Instagram corgi named Tofu who has eyebrows. And uh, Liger was. He loved that dog so much. Yeah. Uh, check out uh, Mr. Brandon Stroud's uh, Twitter for more on that. Check out the With Spandex Instagram story to see more of Jushin Thunder Liger playing with a dog, which everybody needs in their life. And you know what, guys? Lula is much greater than yes. Tofu, I yeah, must That is say. true. No, no, we all agree. Yes. But Liger loved Tofu. And uh, if I could just make one request, is that uh, people stop taking the picture of Liger with a corgi and cropping the word uprocks out of it and posting it and making shirts out of it. That would be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, of course that's what's going on. Uh-huh. TK, what's Gotta up? Gotta look. <laughs> uh, these dogs are coming up. All right, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at the Real XPOC, IG, uh, XPOC12360, Facebook, XPOC12360 Show. Don't forget to um, sign up for the lo- newsletter if you haven't. Um, iTunes, leave comments on YouTube, all that good stuff. Other than that, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And also sign up for the lose netter. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you right here next week on After... I just screwed that up. <laughs> we'll see you here next week on Xbox One Two Three Sixty, After Buzz TV, Westwood One, and the Jericho Network. Yeah. yeah. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donica, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire Xbox One Two Three Sixty staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com.